0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Hello, this is Reverend Don Lewis coming to you from beautiful Florida. And you are listening to Elder Talk. And as you know, if you have been following Elder Talk each month, um, the leadership of the Corellian tradition uh, all speak on uh, the same topic from different points of view. Our topic this month is Halloween uh, in in the broader sense of this term. And um, I'm sure each of us will, as we are accustomed to do, come at it from a different point of view. Uh, I'm going to start with a little bit of a background to the holiday of Halloween and uh, how I feel that the contemporary secular celebration of Halloween is directly relevant to our pagan religious celebration of Samhain. And uh, Halloween was for many centuries part of the Roman Catholic Church calendar. It came into the Roman Catholic Church calendar through the Celtic Church uh, which was primarily located in Ireland. And uh, it is a reflex of the holiday of Sowan or Samhain, uh depending on uh, your local uh, dialect. And this was the festival of the end of the old year, the beginning of the new year, and it honored uh, the spirits of the dead, as all New Year's celebrations tend to do, because the spirits of the ancestors are honored at the same time as the death of the old year. Halloween or all Hallows became part of the Roman Catholic calendar for many centuries and eventually was removed from it. But this is how it spread all over the world. And in many different locations, it picked up parts of ceremonies out of earlier religions, um, which celebrated the same uh, veneration for the dead and uh, in some cases also which celebrated the turning of the year. So you find a lot of variations in how this holiday is celebrated according to where in the world you are, but they all tend to be within a fairly narrow realm. In terms of the English-speaking world, uh, we see a lot of focus on costumes, a lot of focus on um, all things metaphysical, and um, traditionally a focus on divination. And definitely a, diff- a focus on the ancestors and the idea of spirits and ghosts. Now, if you are familiar with my work, you will know that uh, my understanding of the term ghost is a spirit who is not fully crossed over after having died, still caught in this world, and uh, held there by emotion um, in greater or lesser parts. So when you encounter a ghost... It's very different from encountering a spirit who has crossed over. And the proper way to respond to this, if you are trained and able to do so, is to help the ghost to free itself and cross over. Sometimes when you encounter a spirit that is caught this way, that that is manifesting as a ghost, caught between the worlds, um, it may be only a small part of their energy that's caught, but they're unable to free it themselves. Sometimes it's a great deal of their energy. It can be very uh, variable. When we work with shadow work, uh, sometimes we're cleaning up parts of past lives that are still caught there in this way. I think most people have a certain amount of their energy caught between the worlds in this way where other parts of their soul may still be manifesting as a ghost somewhere. Um, and when we do shadow work, when we do karmic disentanglement, we free that energy and allow that energy to cross over fully back to the soul. Um, so even when you're dealing with a haunting, uh, it can be only a portion of uh, the consciousness of that life that is caught there, and this is why, in traditional stories of haunting, you'll often find that the the ghost um, manifests in very narrow ways, only, only 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 ever seen doing one thing, and that's because only that part of that energy is trapped in the trauma of that experience. Uh, a famous example is the wife of Henry VIII, who was either, either Anne Boleyn or Catherine Howard. They're both said to haunt various places. Uh, but the wife that I'm thinking of uh, is only ever seen kneeling at the block to practice how she's going to stand up to her execution. Obviously, this would involve a lot of emotion. It's no wonder that part of her is caught there uh, or has been caught there. And that's how this happens to a spirit, uh, which is why doing karmic disentanglement, shadow work is very important, one of the many reasons. Now, one of the things that I really love about the Halloween holiday, and Halloween is one of my favorite holidays, and I, and I acknowledge that there's a secular Halloween that is separate from Solon, but I also regard uh, a good bit of it as being part of Solon, at least in my celebration. But one of the things I really love is the costume aspect. And the way that I look at this is that this is honoring the concept of incarnation, that we take many different roles in many different lives, and we express this through the costumes that we wear at this time, that we're not only who we are in this incarnation, but have been many others and will be many others in the future. And I think this is very important to understanding pagan and certainly Corellian thought, Um, your identity is not immutable. It's part of the larger identity of your soul. And today you may be, well, obviously who you are, but yesterday you were someone different. And tomorrow you'll be someone different again. And that is both in terms of incarnation and even in terms of this life where our identity can go through great changes in the course of a lifetime. Now, in an earlier age, when people lived in tiny little villages and and hardly ever traveled out of them and so forth, they they certainly looked at identity as being more immutable than this. But that's because they had far fewer influences going on. Um, But in our modern urban world, even within the course of a single lifetime, we can go through a lot of changes that will change how we see ourselves, how we express ourselves, what our identity is and how much more so in the course of the incarnation of many lifetimes. So in my mind, when we dress up in, in fancy costume for uh, the Halloween celebration, this is part of why we're doing it, part of what we're acknowledging, that um, that our soul is much more than we are and has many expressions. And so for this holiday, we express ourselves as someone other than we are in this moment to remind ourselves that who we are in this moment is not all that we are. Um, Certain um, religious groups, such as certain sorts of of conservative Christian are notoriously against the idea of fantasy role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons. And it was explained to me once that the reason for this, is because in their world, identity is immutable. And in these games, People see themselves as many other things and that um, I'm certainly not speaking of the entire Christian world, but those who have this fear of this sort of game, they're motivated by the fact that their philosophy requires an immutable identity in order to have the fear that it is built upon. Because if you can change who you are, um, the underlying structure crumbles. In our pagan worldview, you absolutely can change who you are. All of our shadow work, many many of our magical workings are dedicated to changing who you are. The whole concept of reincarnation is all about going through change after change after change. And we see this as learning, as growth, as development. And so to me, this holiday honors that as much as anything. So... At the holiday of Sol, we, we, we honor our ancestors, but also the many different lives we have led, which include, in many cases, our ancestors, physical or philosophical, or if not our own ancestors, other people's ancestors that our soul has been, that we are not just uh, Joe Schmo from, um, from the Styx, who who has a a whatever their life is at this time, but We have been and can be many other things, including in this life right now. That fate is mutable and very much something that we influence through our actions, through the way that we live, through the things that we do, and not just something that's thrust upon us by accident of birth. And of course, who and when you're born is important to what you will have in life when you begin. And depending on circumstances, it may be harder or easier to change. But part and parcel of the way that we look at the world is that change is possible in our own hands. And um, I follow a YouTube artist by the name of Nick Patera, whose theme for this month is 31 Halloween Costumes. Every day, he's posting himself in a different costume as a different character. Now, leaving aside the fact that this man had 31 costumes hanging in his closet, uh, I still think this this is uh, a remarkable idea because it speaks to exactly what what I'm saying, the mutability of existence, the mutability of our soul. And uh, the posting of those costumes, if you think about it, is a metaphor for incarnation we repeated it with many variations. And for those who aren't familiar, I do past life readings. Um, It's been one of my specialties over the years. And one of the things I find is that in people's past lives, as they come up for me when I read for them, there are themes as a rule uh, that lives will cluster around. They'll learn all the lessons that come with that theme and then move on to another one. But in going through that theme, there may be several lives that are very similar or diametrically opposite, but still around that same theme. Uh, but if we look at wide ranges of lives, there are many themes. And I think that it's very important for us to remember that our soul is expressed in so many ways in so many lifetimes. And I think that, um, that this holiday, with its em- emphasis on costuming, and what used to be called guising uh, is very important in maintaining that point of view and in emphasizing that point of view. And I think that immutability of identity, uh, at least from a Corellian point of view, is quintessentially not what we teach. Um, Yes, there may be a certain bedrock that is always there, which is the soul. But, all of the expression of the soul is subject to transmutation through experience, and how we react to experience. And um, you know, in her book, *The Five Mystic Secrets*, my late mother uh, had a reference to this idea, and I cannot remember the exact words, but it was to the effect of uh, the idea which you find in certain religions. Um, Of salvation or damnation and her comment was that very few people if any do anything in a single lifetime that would merit either an eternity of reward or an eternity of punishment our lifetimes are very circumscribed even when we do a lot but through incarnation we experience much wider range uh, which grow our souls in wonderful ways and Again, this is because we can have only so much mutability in a single life. We can see only so many experiences from only so many directions in one lifetime. But in our many incarnations, we can see everything in time. And I think this is part of what life is about, part of why the soul is involved in the spiritual. Uh, To learn all there is to learn and to embody it and to embody spirit more fully in matter in a conscious way, which can only be done through experience. And so for me, that's a big part of the relevance of this holiday and um, is very important. Of course, the more evident um, aspect of the holiday from a pagan point of view is the honoring of the ancestors, which I think is very, very important. I've had people ask me, how can you believe in ancestors and reincarnation at the same time? And I do not find this um, at all odd or irreconcilable from a Corellian point of view. Uh, From a Corellian point of view, we've always had this teaching. But the idea is that, again, the soul expresses itself in many ways and uh, can express itself in more than one way at a time. Each lifetime is always within the soul and the entirety of the soul uh, is not necessarily expressed through any one. The soul can have many incarnations. It can have many incarnations simultaneously because time is not relevant to the soul. Time is basically a function of gravity and that is not a thing where the soul exists in and of itself. And so incarnations expressed in the physical Uh, Or continued existence in the spiritual, um, from our point of view, are simultaneous. From the soul's point of view, are simultaneous because time does not exist for the soul. But for us in this world, we have to have time to understand. Our minds are limited in that way. The soul does not. Uh, So the idea that the same soul can be physically incarnated and an ancestor is not in any way contradictory if you understand the soul as being far more complex than the conscious mind, the idea that the soul is nothing but the conscious mind, I think is a severe misunderstanding of it. The soul is so much more. And If you think about it with all these incarnations, how could it not be? Um, honoring the ancestors, also very important divination at this time Uh, As a tradition, very important. But of course, divination is for any time. Honoring the ancestors is also for any time. This is just the special time when we focus on it. Um, There's been a lot of talk lately about the veil between the living and the dead. And I saw a meme on Facebook that um, I found particularly apropos. And it it remarked that, uh, you know, people talk about the veil being thin at this time, but it's always thin. It's called the veil between the life and death, not the down comforter between life and death. Um, a veil by definition is relatively thin. And as a trained medium, um, for me, you know, the veil is always parted um, whenever I am in that state, no matter what time of year it is. So we honor it at this time, we perceive it as thinner at this time, Um, but with the appropriate skills, it is always open. And the spirits of the ancestors are always around us. They don't just show up one time a year, but we honor them at this time in particular. Um, Our spirits are always with us. And I think this is something very important to emphasize. In certain traditions, that is not necessarily the attitude, but from a Corellian point of view, it absolutely is. When we speak of this holiday, it is a time when we are mindful of these things. But it certainly isn't the only time for them. And in fact, we should be mindful of them always. We should always think of our ancestors. We should always be mindful of the diversity of expression of our souls. But at this time, we have set aside a time to specifically honor them. And to me, that is what this season is about. That is what this holiday, whether we call it sun or um, or Halloween uh, or a mixture of both or anything else, that is what it's about. And I rejoice in that and I hope you do as well. And I thank you for listening, and uh, this has been my take on the subject. I hope you enjoyed it, and until next time, may your blessed be.
0: Even